Hello and welcome to Offside Tracks. Uh, this is the uh, football podcast where um, we have three avid football fans uh, teaching uh, me, David, about a uh, about football uh, and uh, generally chat about some interesting stuff as well at the same time. So um, uh, without further ado, we have uh, Dan Fox. Hello. We have Matt. Hello. And we have Flan. That is the question. Um, no, in, in fact, um, Flan has uh, happily had uh, some uh, an amazing uh, uh, thing happen to him in his life. He's had his second uh, boy. Uh, born. I thought he was going to another restaurant in a, in a, on another continent. <laughs> and I thought that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he sat on another volcano and had. A... <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Flan um, and his family have had the amazing arrival of uh, their second boy. Um, so Flan can't, unfortunately can't be with us, um, but he did record uh, a message, uh, and uh, here it is. Hi chaps, Dan Medley-Clot here. Um, sorry I can't be there in person, but I'm really pleased to say that uh, my second son was born yesterday. Absolutely shattered, haven't slept a wink in a couple of days now. Um, you know, they give you... You have nine months warning for this and they even give you an ETA, but it still comes as a surprise when he actually arrives. But everyone's well, um, we're very happy. Um, yeah, so sorry I couldn't be there in person. Uh, I thought I'd drop you this message so I can play some part in it. Um, there's a couple of things I wanted to uh, put to Dave, actually. Um, the first one, I wanted to ask his opinions on what he made of Leeds United winning uh, a fair play award for last season recently, given um, well how much we spoke about Spygate last season. And the second one, given he's a new fan of Brescia, I think it's Brescia, he might have said Empoli. Apologies if it was, and this probably won't be relevant if it was Empoli. But um, I thought it might be quite interesting for him to look up one of the more colourful characters in football today, Mario Balotelli, who's their new star striker. Anyway, have a good podcast, guys. I look forward to hearing it. Cheers. Good on him. Oh, My yeah, favourite bit about that is, even though he's obviously just had his second child, he still found time to climb up a mountain because he, he sounded absolutely breathless doing that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. well, in the background, I thought it sounded like he was just uh, on a on a roller coaster that was just <laughs> coming up to the top of a... <laughs> it did sound like that. While grilling some bacon as well. He's a busy man. He's a busy man. The thing is, when you've got two kids, you've got a multitask, haven't you? So Yeah, that's it. I mean... But uh, but good on him and uh, congrats congrats from all of us as well. So uh, yeah, to uh, to him and the family. Yeah, and uh, and I hear that Nadia and baby are doing well. So um, we're really pleased about that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So um, so just onto the bits that, that Flan wanted to put to me. So um, I mean, what do you guys want to talk about first? I've done a bit of research on both subjects. Oh, so, fantastic! Uh, wow. Well, you got well. You why don't you lead, Maeve? Because um, you've done the research. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, 
the topical thing. So, so Fard was asking um, what I thought about Leeds United uh, and their manager, uh, uh, Bielsa, winning the FIFA Fair Play Award in the yeah. award over the last week or so. And, um, and this is in the context, obviously, for our listeners who uh, aren't aware or weren't listening or, or ha- haven't listened to our podcast, our previous podcast about this. Um, Leeds United got in a bit of trouble uh, because Bielsa was caught uh, spying on, uh, was it in Derby County? It um, was. It, uh, spying on Derby County before a match they were due to play with them. Um, and then uh, later on, Bielsa admitted that he had uh, sent someone to spy on them. But not only had he been spying on Derby County, he'd been spying on any other, every other championship uh, team that he'd been, um, every other team he'd been trying to, uh, he'd be due to play with. Um, and then he did this massive uh, press conference, which was quite a spectacle because it had a, he had a, a detailed spreadsheet and he spent a couple of hours talking about uh, what, what what it was all about and explaining um, how his spying had helped him improve his team. Have I got that right, chaps? Yeah, no, that's that's what happened. Yeah. So um, so against that background, um, it, I was quite amused to read that um, uh, and, and actually a lot of the footballing world seems to have been quite bemused by uh, Bielsa and Lee's winning the FIFA Fair Play Award this um, th- this year. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it, but um, uh, it's certainly um, an interesting choice. Uh, but there, actually, I should say that the reason uh, why um, Bielsa and Leeds won this Fair Play Award was because they essentially um, forewent um, uh, a promotion, I believe, by... There was, they, they were playing a game against Charlton, I think. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. And they were one, one man down. Um, and uh, Leeds, Leeds were 1-0. Were, were but then they effectively allowed Aston Villa to, uh, to score a goal against them. So it, it led to a one-all draw. Oh, yeah, because what happened was basically there was, yeah, there was a player, um, there was an Aston Villa player injured. And... Leeds looked like they were about to play the ball out, so everyone kind of stopped. And then, instead of playing it out, they then ran down the pitch and scored. And um, it didn't go down very well. It's not the it's not the kind of gentlemanly thing to do. Uh, so, um, from the kickoff, uh, the uh, yeah, Bielsa said basically told his team to let Aston Villa run all the way through and score, which is funny because I can't remember his name at the time, but one of the Leeds centre backs wasn't having any of it and he was trying his best to get a foot in to stop him scoring but um but yeah so uh, yeah it was uh, it's an interesting award I feel I don't know I think they they kind of had to get it but also they kind of you know if they hadn't have scored that goal kind of in the first place yeah it, it would never have happened so yeah it is um it's just an interesting choice. And I suppose when looked at in the context of the Spygate scandal, one kind of wonders how they came to the conclusion that Bielsa and Leeds United were, were the appropriate team for this. I mean, one thought that went through my mind as I was reading about this was that um, if that if, if Leeds United, and given their conduct over the course of the year, um, and, and Bielsa's in particular... If they were even put forward for for this award, um, given their behaviour, um, surely that that doesn't put the rest of the footballing industry in a good light. If they if, if no other team could be found that um, had been 
had, had um, demonstrated any fair play. Uh, yeah, well, this is um, it. So um, it is. It does feel like a. I don't know. A little bit, a bit of a strange award, but. Um, yeah. What you have to remember, Dave, is as we discussed lengthily last year. Despite the fact we were all a bit sniffy about Spygate, they didn't actually break any rules. Uh, yeah, I know. did it lead to a change in the rules to make um, spying uh, uh, unlawful or illegal in the game? Isn't that right? Uh, I think there was definitely discussion about there being a change in the rules. I don't know if it's actually gone through. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't know about the exact... It's just because I read there was a reaction from um, Lampard, who was the manager of um, Derby at the time. He still is, isn't he? Um, no, he's, no, he's, he's uh, Chelsea now. Chelsea manager now. Uh, Oh, okay. Oh, God. So, so that, yeah, he's gone up in the world. Or down, depending on who you... <laughs> or, or what, what your views of Chelsea are. But, um, but he made a comment, I think, that said that it led to the... Led to a <laughs> bit of early season banter from you there, Dave. <laughs> classic classic <laughs> part, partisan day. <laughs> but, but I read a, one of his reactions to, um, to... Upon hearing of this award being given to Bielsa was... Um, well, the Spygate sound was so bad they had to change the rules to create a law against it. But so, but I don't know if, if that has actually found its way into the um, oh. into the footballing rulebook. Well, you're the one reading it. Yeah, and actually saying that, um, I I looked at the I went to the FIFA awards um, website and downloaded the uh, <laughs> rules of allocation for the Fair Play Award. Bloody hell! And uh, surprisingly. It's very short. There aren't there isn't much criteria, um, and it basically says, "Don't uh, cheat." Well, it, it says so. Article two says the award is bestowed on a player, a coach, a team, a match official, an individual fan, or a fan group in recognition of exemplary fair play behaviour, either on the pitch or in relation to an official football match, including matches in amateur leagues during the period from September eighteen to September nineteen. Um, so that's Article 2. And Article 3 says the nominees must have demonstrated exemplary behaviour. I say that because um, it's underlined exemplary, um, such as playing by the rules and promoting the laws of the game and or respecting teammates, opponents, match officials and or fans and or acting against discrimination. Um, so, And I suppose if we look at Spygate, um, it says playing by the rules and promoting the laws of the game. There were no rules or laws of the game relating to spying. So I, I suppose you can't really count that as being a breach of the rules. No. Um, yeah. And with and this case as well, with the new, um, with, with the one they won the award for, I mean, technically, yes, they, it was an exemplary example of fair play, but it only followed a kind of a non-exemplary <laughs> moment of fair play. So I don't really know how that works. Yeah. Um, and then it says respecting teammates, opponents, match officials, and or fans. Um, so I suppose it would fall within that category. But I mean, maybe uh, they should have given them the award uh, to Bielsa rather than to Leeds because it was the Leeds team who scored a fairly suspect goal, and it was Bielsa who insisted they go out and and let Aston Villa score one back yeah. to, to make a point. And like you said, said Peps, there was that one Leeds player who was absolutely <laughs> adamant uh, that it wasn't going to happen and trying it's to just human. be a one-man defence. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. I think I think Marcelo perhaps earned that one by himself. Yes, yeah. As an individual award, I, I, I think you're right. But um, to, as as a team award, I'm not sure. Um, 
But um, but yeah, so I suppose that was one. But I think the real the real question you want to get onto, maybe, is is the Flan's second one. Which uh, can you remind me what it was again? Oh, it was about um, Balotelli. Yeah. So, what do you know yeah. about, or what research have you done about Mario Balotelli? Well, I know that he, he's certainly a very colourful character, um, and he he's had, he's had quite a, an interesting career. He's um, he, he's been through quite a few teams, and he he, he seems to attract yellow and red cards like moths to a flame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that saying before. <laughs> you know, he, he sounds like he had. I mean, my summary, my my educated summary <laughs> of of um, Balotelli's career is that, um, or Super Mario, as he's as he's known amongst his fans, is um, is that he he had a lot of promise and pro- probably still does. Although I think it sounds like he's heading towards the end the twilight of his career footballing career but um he had a lot of promise but he just got in a lot of scrapes and was a bit kind of just a bit of, uh, uh, didn't really play by the rules and then do you want to uh so well, on, talking to this subject I, I've, I've got up a little list um online of some of the uh some of the more interesting things that he's done, which you you probably haven't heard of any of them before so I'll, I'll read a couple out for you so yeah. um he, uh, he, he, these are all allegedly, so I mean, I, I'm not sure if they're proved right or wrong, but he allegedly mm. won £25,000 in a casino and then went outside and gave £1,000 to a tramp. Um, he, yeah. uh, he was sent to the shops by his mum to buy essentials for the house. And then he came back with a giant trampoline, a Vespa and a Scalectric set. <laughs> uh, well, what else have we got here? Um... He apparently he had a friend approach uh, females in a nightclub and say, Balotelli will see you now. Um, when he was in uh, Manchester City, he handed out £50 notes to strangers when he was out shopping. Uh, yeah. It, oh, he, um, he uh, became the face of a fireworks safety campaign. Uh, and a few days late, no, sorry, he became the face of a fireworks safety campaign a few days after setting his house on fire from letting off fireworks indoors. So uh, he's just, uh, it's just uh, incident after incident of um, this, where does he get these ideas uh, from? I, I, on the on the flip side, I heard once that during his time at Man City, he, uh, while just driving around Manchester in the week, picked up a... Um, a uh, school kid who was playing truant because he was being bullied and took him back to school and like told all the bullies to leave him alone. Oh yeah, so, I did actually read that. So that's he's the like, side. Yeah. He's definitely up up and down his uh his antics. And the most recent he, he one actually per- I forgot in the summer though he paid a bar owner eighteen hundred pounds to drive his moped into the sea. <laughs> only wearing his underwear. So who, who's who, who's moped? Balotelli's or the bar? No, I think it was the bar owner's moped. Oh uh, no! So he paid him that, and but the bar owner had to do it in his own underwear. And um, he's just <laughs> where does he get these ideas from? I heard he doesn't. He he's, he has a fondness for not playing by the rules. And I read that in December two thousand and eleven, um, he broke a forty-eight hour curfew before. Uh, Man City's match against Chelsea. This is when obviously he was playing for Man City. Uh, he broke the curfew to go to a curry house 
Although he said he was not drinking alcohol, signed uh, autographs, posted pictures with fellow diners, and was involved in a mock sword fight using rolling pins. Really? <laughs> yeah, you go. To be yeah. honest, though, if you're gonna if you're gonna break the curfew, then going for a good old curry is is a, certainly a good shout. I think. So. Yeah, I suppose there's a lot of um, energy carbs in the, in the rice, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, what are your thoughts on? On him, maybe you want to learn a bit more about him now, or you feel like you've... yeah, I mean, he certainly he's, he's he's an interesting character, but he just sounds like he had a lot of promise, but he he was quite unruly, and um, uh, he you know uh, I, I I feel sorry for him though because he um he he seems to have suffered from a lot of racist uh, taunts and and bullying, um, especially in Italy. He sounds like there's a lot of people that just um, really said some horrible things whilst he was playing. Yeah, um, but it's still going to happen recently with uh, Lukaku as well. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's not yeah, good. Yeah, what I don't understand... What I don't understand about racism in football is, um, like for me, being you know quite a, a novice in, in, in terms of football, um, I, what I... What I like about football is that it's the glo- it's the world game. It's the, it's the global game, and it brings everyone together, right? And and as part of that, it brings it brings along uh, it, it brings into the mix a whole, loads of different nationalities, loads of different people. Like if you look at any any of the Premiership teams and Championship teams, they're all made up of um, of international players, and so you get loads of kids from an early age being exposed to all these international. Um, names and international uh, uh, cultures and stuff. Yeah. Yet, and you'd think that from kids being exposed to it from such an early age, from a learning kind perspective, of like, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. they they learn that that you know loads of different races are, are, are we're all the same basically. Um, and and it should, in theory, stop racism because kids are exposed to it from an early age, and, and, and adults are exposed to it as well. You kind of think, well. What? Why? Did, why? And how does racism still exist in football? It just—it's beyond me. I just don't understand. What you have to appreciate, Dave, is—and you know—I we try not to be a political podcast, but I'm going to t- put our colours to the wall here and be anti-racists. Is that <laughs> a lot? A, a lot of people are really stupid, like, and you know, there's these. Uh, certainly, I mean, it's—it's it's been reduced massively in the uk but it's sort of on the rise again uh but across europe there's lots of um you know big racist fan groups and you know there's a culture of it still on the terraces and i think there's a lot of people who see uh going to football part of that is getting involved with the chants and the people who are there and then part of that for some smaller subsect of of uh you know racists is also racially abusing players and it's it's uh it's horrible i mean it's, it's especially bad in italy it's really just not gone away in italy because they won't do anything uh the italian fa is um just really bad uh at, at punishing the teams like the, the punishments yeah. are, are really minor yeah the thing is, you think after, after there's just absolutely no place for it. And you think after all this time, like like you, like you said, Dave, you think if anything, progress would be made. And it, it, 
it, although it does feel sometimes there is, it doesn't feel like there's enough. And it's kind of like, well, you know, what's going on? Because it's just getting stupid, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, chaps. I mean, you know a lot more about it than I do, but it, it just, uh, it, it kind of just doesn't make sense. But there you go. Maybe if we, maybe through, through our discussion of anti, uh, of anti racism, we'll be nominated for the FIFA Fair Play Award next year. Well, yeah. fin- fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right. So, I mean, what, what, should we talk about your, your team? Yeah, a brief update on how it's going. Cool. Uh, mm. Well, no, yeah, it's a subject, mate. Well, it's just it's it's like what's what's more blander than like weak vanilla at the moment? So like what like <laughs> because that's us. We're we there's yeah we're <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just not very exciting, mate. We we um we just playing pretty bad football um, and it's kind of expected probably for a, the next year or so we're in a bit of a transition as I've said before but um, it's probably safest to not do an update unless uh, you know if there's nothing nice to say don't say anything nice at all kind of thing so it's probably I'll just uh, we didn't lose there we go I'll leave it there okay <laughs> um, <laughs> that <laughs> All I don't, right. Um, I, yeah. don't, I don't want to. I don't want to rub it in, Meps. But I saw a, a, a match report from. The I don't want to rub it in, but I'm definitely going to rub it in. I just this one line. <laughs> this one line from this match report from Mon- Monday's game, which said it just it looked like a, a game between two mid-table sides. And, it did well, yeah. And I think that sort of says it all about about. I mean, about sort of Arsenal season as well at the moment, but uh, it's definitely. Uh, a time the of change. From, for, the fall for, from grace, like how or how how far we have dropped in the in the last couple of years is is really significant now. I think we've kind of been, you know, kind of cheating ourselves a little bit um, over the last yeah last couple of years. Obviously, we won Europa League with Mourinho and uh, got an FA Cup with Van Hal, um, but you know that kind of kind of painted over the cracks a little bit but now you're kind of seeing the extent of the issues and it's uh yeah there's a pretty there's a quite a big gap between us and I mean we're we're probably closer to uh yeah like 10th place or consistent 10th place than we were are to have been top of the league so um yeah we're gonna this is a this is gonna be a marathon not a sprint this one so but it's still um Looking on the on on the glasses half full side, it's still early days, isn't the season only just started? I know. I wish it had finished. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those things that you, you take it. You have to take it with a pinch of salt at the moment. That's uh, and the difficulty is, uh, I said to someone the other day, is although I know it's kind of a transitionary couple of years, and it's kind of you you kind of prepared yourself for that because. It's Man United. Every time we play, you expect to win, and then when you don't, you get annoyed because obviously your team hasn't won. But then you've got to try and remember. Actually, no, it is transitionary uh, period again. But it's um, it's just reminding yourself that every time you lose or perform badly. Yeah. Well. Oh, anyway, well, Fulham. Let's yeah. go on to Fulham. That'd be. Easy. Oh, Early I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good week to ask about Fulham because we've uh, won our last two matches, beat Reading four-one last night in uh, 
what looks to be one of the better displays from us this season. Uh, and it's, you know, it, it looks, uh, I mean, obviously it's the championship and things can change pretty quickly in the space of, uh, of a week and anyone can beat anyone. It feels like a bit of a corner has been turned. We had a, a run of draw, disappointing draws where we'd score a goal and then concede really late on because we couldn't kill the game off despite having 70-75% possession, which is obviously a bit ridiculous, you know, just having the ball in midfield and not not uh, scoring more goals. But beat Wigan at the weekend and then Reading last night. So it seems cool. like we're getting crosses in more and uh, playing Kearney a little bit higher up. I was going to say, isn't that three in... Three and two for Kearney now. Uh, it, yeah, it is. I, I think he might have scored in the game before as well. It might be. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's. I mean, I think um, it looks like Parker's pushed him up a little bit closer to Mitrovic, so Mitro's a bit less isolated, but it means Kearney's really picking the ball up a lot on the edge of the box, and he's absolutely devastating at that range. He only scores goal of the season contenders. His uh, his two against Reading were lovely. The second one was this ridiculous chip over the entire sort of box uh, where there was this big sort of clump of players and into the net. It was great. Oh, really? So, yeah, much, much better talking. That you, I mean, you should have probably gone first and I should have just skipped my bit, to be honest oh, with you. So. Gone with the, uh, yeah, good. we've got good news and we've got bad news. The good news is Fulham are on the up. The bad news is... Man United season might not be what it <laughs> what we hoped. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself, how are doing? Oh, uh, uh, myself. Um, well, I'm sure all my teams are doing well. I, uh, I haven't checked, but I suppose no news is good news, right? How are uh, how are Brescia doing? <laughs> Brescia. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they're doing quite well. They've got Balotelli, so um, <laughs> I imagine they're doing. I've got so many teams; it's hard to keep track of them. I've, I'm like, forgotten, um, I've forgotten who you do support, to be honest. I know I'm like, I'm like one of these institutional shareholders. I've got so many uh, fingers in so many pies; it's hard to keep track of them. Well, Brescia are actually 16th in the league. Um, they've played six, won two, lost four, um, and they're playing against Sass- Sassuolo on uh, on Friday at home. Mm. Big game that. Yeah. Well, I, I must say, just talking about our um, well, our teams. Um, I checked my fantasy football league. Uh, oh yeah. Today, and although I'm bottom of the pile, I think it, it says GW seven. I got, I got, I'm third. Does that mean this week I'm third? Um, let me have a look. Uh, it might mean you got. Three You're points. fourth in the league for defi- definitely that. Um, yeah. But it says I've got 69 points. You oh, yeah. technically, well, you got the most points in the last game week, yeah, out of the four of us. Yeah. Clutching at straws. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm only, I mean, how, how, I'm only, you know, almost 60 points below, the, <laughs> below you, Max. Yeah, I mean, I'm having a mare, to be honest with you, so... Um... Yeah, I mean, I think the big change in the fantasy football this week was my moving up to second from uh, from third place, Meps. 
But that was uh, yeah. I was going to say you've uh, you've gone ten points ahead, but you've you. I'm just having a look at your team now. Oh yeah, Bamiang. He's coming in. I think. Very reliable. Although I, I, did, I did bring De Bruyne in on Sunday straight after the game, and he's now injured, so that's a waste of a sub. Good. Please for that. Perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, I swear there's an amount of uh, cursing your opponent's teams you can do by bringing in their best players into your, fan- yeah. into your, into your fantasy team. You can bring in 11 Man City players and then the week after, all Liverpool. <laughs> so, Maeve, um, just, just a quick one. Um, obviously, you know, we don't really set you homework these days, but, you know, you were specifically given a job to read a book. And, uh, you know, we pointed out that when you're on holiday, you said you didn't have time to read a book. I want to kind of know your thoughts about the reasons for that because um, what the hell were you doing? The reasons for that were having a 16-month-year-old baby. Oh, he's, 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 he's using that one. I, I don't know. <laughs> baby card, played early. Baby yeah. card. And also, the thing was, because he's got a very, um, he's, he's got a, a sleep regime, so he's in bed by six, which means we had really early nights because we, we Could couldn't really not? leave the vicinity um, uh, from six o'clock, really. So, could you not read to him for at least two hours a night? Um, I probably could have done, but I don't know whether we would have understood it. I mean, he, 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 I mean his reading uh, level is, is, is quite sophisticated for a 16 month year. I mean, he, do, he knows what, what, what a cow is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but does he know what a robot is for example because if you'd had have read the Peter Crouch book to him he could have learned a lot more about you know the life and times of, of the big man I, I don't think he would have quite appreciated the, the subtlety I don't think he would have appreciated that if I said the robot that he would have been uh, would have well, appreciated have had to have done the it was an, well. an actual robot it was a, it's a dance move yeah um, well you could have done so it maybe yeah. you know Showing him yeah. how it worked as well. That might have, <laughs> might have you know, won him round a bit more. But anyway, so I apologise for not having read No, it's fine. I think Ron said he's bought your book, hasn't he? So. And in fact, there was a little parcel that arrived that I saw had arrived today. And I, I did have a chance to open it before dialing into the podcast. But uh, I imagine it's probably that book. Oh, very good. Well, if it is, maybe uh, give that a tweet later. Yeah. That'd be funny <laughs> to see you do that. Yeah. Dave's only tweet of the year. Tweeting the That's it. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, I guess are we gonna? I guess we wrap wrap it up. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So just before we name the podcast, I want to do uh, some shout outs to our international listeners and also some of our more interesting UK listeners. So Love this bit. we've got uh, two more listens from Grand Town on Spay. Hello, Grand Town on Spay. I don't know where that is. Somewhere in the UK. <laughs> I think it's in Scotland. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who's listening up there. Maybe we need to cover more Scottish football on the pod for uh, for Grantown. Give us give us a tweet if you want some more Scottish football chat. Uh, can also say hello to Mountain View, California. There's two two listens from Mountain View. Fantastic. Hello, hello uh, Mountain View. Hello, Mountain View. So Grantown on Spade. Just have a quick look. That's. Um... Yeah, that's up in the Highlands, pretty much. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're your relatives. Well, no, it's it's not far actually from uh, Tomatin, which is a, a fantastic distillery actually, where um, 
that was the, the the wedding favors that you all had on the table at my wedding actually yeah. the little bottles of whiskey that was Tomatin, which is not far from Grand Town on Space. So shout out to them. Where, where were the other places? Sorry for. And so, uh, so Mountain View, California. That's uh, that's an interesting one. And then there's a few more from the United States, but they're kind of Ashburn and San Jose. Hello, you've listened before. We've seen you on the on the stats before. But uh, the two exciting ones are listener in Mauritius. They've come back for another week. <laughs> hello hello mauritius and uh i think our first ever listen from singapore hello singapore fantastic hello that's brilliant further afield. brilliant that's yeah. a great one it might be our mo- most distant listen so far well actually i think we had an australian listen once so uh i don't know if you can beat that <laughs> it's, it's the other side of the world just having a quick look at um Google, uh, sorry, uh, what was it called um, in California? Mountain View. Mountain View. So that's where there's a place called Googleplex and Google Android lawn statues. I'm just so is it is there like a massive Google it's complex? That looks like maybe that's is that Google head offices? Uh, it's entirely possible. You're saying that your podcast. I think I think if someone in in at Google is listening to our podcast. You could probably do something about our statistics. To... <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah that's or just put some advertising on random web pages. Just, you know, make sure of the Offside Track podcast pops up. <laughs> yeah. No matter story. what you search for. So I've just got Mountain View's Wikipedia up, and it has a list of top employers. It's Google is number one. So ah. uh, give us a hand. Microsoft, number five. If you work at Microsoft, you know, you could probably still do some sort of technical wizardry to uh to improve our search rankings <laughs> linkedin number seven if any of us need a job <laughs> no i mean if we can't get any kind of listeners from <laughs> from all these companies put together <laughs> we might as well just call it a day yeah so those are the uh that's the, the singapore is fantastic as I well mean, that's it's a good, great isn't one. It? really pleased with that yeah so i think it's uh that's probably it from us we just take a minute to name this week's podcast come up with a, a hashtag for people who want to talk to us on twitter i was thinking uh maybe uh fair play nominee <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think yeah let's go with that talk to us on twitter we're at offside traps and uh talking about this podcast use the hashtag fair play nominee uh, and I think that's uh, that's it from us. So you know, tell your your friends, tell your Google co-workers, and uh, LinkedIn, like it, you know, Microsoft, yeah, yeah all, all of the, all your mates at lunch. I was going to say it's like when Apple put on um, U2's new album. Yeah, <laughs> you remember Could. that? They they they, 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 they just down they automatically downloaded it on everyone's iTunes. Yeah. The yeah. irony was no one wanted it, so. <laughs> Do a mass deletion. Do you <laughs> think your uh, your bass riff might be the new ringtone yeah. on the next, uh, the next update? Could all Android phones come pre-subscribed to Offside Traps? I'm just <laughs> yeah. just an idea. Just an idea. Putting it out yeah. there. Instead of charging your battery, you have to listen to this once a week to uh, to charge your phone up. I like it. I mean, that'd be lovely. Right on that note. Yeah. Um, on that note. Yeah, yeah. it's been a Thank pleasure. Um, hopefully, all always. four of us will be back stronger. Next time, well, that, I actually stole that from the Pete Crouch podcast. Probably shouldn't do that, should we? So, um, All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.
No, we'll do that bit again. Can't <laughs> really use someone else's slogan, can we? I'm, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs>